All right. Raina, welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. Thank you. And uh, Raina is um, the first of what is hopefully kind of a maybe a series or, or mixed within these podcasts. What we'll do is we'll invite patients who have had really cool stories that life-changing stories, stories that we feel that you, the listener, can relate to. And we've had feedback from you guys asking us to bring on uh, patient stories because stories are powerful. We can throw data and numbers and and, uh, research, but uh, really it comes down to, is there someone like me uh, that has gone through the same process and, and found benefit? So I hope you guys listening will hear some things that you can relate with and connect with in Raina's story. So Raina, I want you to um, just start from the beginning mm-hmm. and uh, and and share your story, and I'll, I'll kind of pull some different things out. But okay. <clears throat> well, I um, I guess I would start with the fact that I'm a very active person. Um, I'm involved in a lot of things I work, but one of the main things that I like to do on the side is play tennis. Not very good tennis, but tennis. Um, I was experiencing um, some numbness in my arms and my neck, and so I had gone to see my general practitioner, and she had set me up for an MRI just to make sure there was nothing going on. And I had had my MRI, and strangely, the next day, I woke up and was working from home, and I was on the phone, and I was trying to communicate, and I didn't feel right, um, but I didn't know what was wrong, and it very quickly progressed as I was on the phone. And one of the things that happened is I had to spell out a word for the person I was speaking to, and the letter Z was in the word, and I could not say the letter Z. And at that point, panic ensued. I was very confused, uh, realized that not only could I not uh, verbally say it, but the left side of my face was feeling very numb. My tongue had gone numb. My gums were numb. Um, I can't say there was a lot of pain at that point. It more felt like someone had just blown up a balloon in the left side of my head. And so my husband was home, and I walked over to him and said, um, you know, something's not right. <laughs> and, of course, because of the symptoms I was having and I was slurring, um, assumed it was or scared it was a stroke. Yeah. So um, called my general practitioner. Uh, they sent me into the emergency room over the next couple of days. It was kind of, it's kind of blurry. It's a long process, but the next um, two weeks were horrible and the symptoms just continued to progress and numbness and uh, tingling and ear ringing and scratching in my ears and uh, then pain really set in and it was all on the left side of my head but it did travel down the numbness and the tingling was the left whole left side of my body including my feet all the way down to my feet my chest everything so that's how it started (laughs) yeah yeah man that's it's scary it was extremely frightening and um the i had just had the mri and so my doctor had already wanted me to go see a neurologist to have him look at it because there were there was a small lesion which I knew nothing about so but just in case to rule out things like MS and so I was already um, sent to see the neurologist but I had not seen him yet and actually when I called they told me it was going to be three months before I could get in oh man so that was in itself extremely frightening I I didn't know how I'd be able to live like that 
after a couple of things and my doctor really pushing it, um, got in to see the neurologist. So he looked at my MRI results. Um, my husband came with me because I couldn't drive. Um, I, it hurt to see anything. It hurt to hear anything. Uh, very confusing, very emotional. Um, spoke to the neurologist who was perfectly lovely. Um, he told me by the end of the um, conversation that he felt like uh, he was di he was diagnosing me with complex migraines. Of course, my biggest question is why? What happened? I had never dealt with migraines that mm -hmm. I knew of in my life. He could not give me an answer for that. And he said, well, we're going to do some further investigation and see what we can find out. So a couple more MRIs later and a whole lot of medications um, still had no answers mm. as to what was causing it. Luckily, we were able to rule out things like stroke, uh, uh, MS, and brain tumors and cancer and all the things that were very, very frightening. Ruled them out, which was wonderful, but there was still no explanation nor a lot of hope yeah. for me. Yeah. So, yeah, man, there's a there's a lot there as yeah. far as what, what you had to go through. And uh, that's a lot of the reason I wanted you to share your story here. So a couple of things. One, you were essentially like in the fetal position in bed. Yeah. For the first uh, couple of weeks, I literally would crawl to the bathroom, yeah. um, laid in bed. I couldn't look at anything that I, I just, everything hurt. Any kind of light coming from the left side, any noise. So yeah, I was completely disabled. Um, I have two jobs and one of them is a part-time job uh, where I was, <clears throat> excuse me, a theater director. Okay and taught theater at a local high school and had to call them and immediately say, I cannot even get out of bed. So that put an end to that. I also work with my husband in the financial industry and do a lot of computer work and a lot of phone work. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, so I, I essentially just laid in bed for weeks until I saw the neurologist. And um, he did put me on my first medication, which was... I propanolol, forget. yeah. Well, it wasn't propanolol, oh, okay. it was the anti-seizure. Oh, the Topamax. Yes. Yeah. And that was horrid. It did get me out of bed to the point where I could get up and walk, walk around the house. Uh, it was very limited, still couldn't look at a phone, look at a computer screen. Um, it just made it a little bit more manageable. But the side effects started pretty quickly hitting, yeah. um, which were bizarre and strange and awful in of themselves. So I couldn't tell sometimes what was causing my symptoms, whether it was the Topamax or the migraine. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I think can relate to that. The medication will, will curb whatever symptoms from the migraine, but, but you're left with this sort of off feeling yeah. still can't go about your day in a productive manner. No. Um, so you had, you have two jobs, two roles and your, and your mom, I am a mom of two grown boys who are out of the house now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you've got you got social life, and then you've got work life. Um, and so people always talk about how their responsibilities at work, like they, they, they can't fulfill those, and that's one of the more painful things. Yes. But then there are the leisure things, the things that we really love and enjoy mm -hmm. and the things that we get life out of. Yes. And uh, for you, that's that's tennis. Yeah. Um, is a big one, right? What, what are some it's other my, things you couldn't do? Well, just the holidays were coming up and yeah. um, realizing we had trips planned. We had um, 
many, many uh, special occasion events planned. Um, all of it stopped, and there was just I had no possibility of even considering doing that. And then I guess the one thing I would want to I explain in my case, and I had never heard of this before, is that the migraine started and it never stopped. I'd heard of people who had had migraines. I've known many people who have had migraines and suffered severely, but they come and go. And mine, which I would, I had never heard of this, that it would just start and never stop. And <laughs> to try and explain that to people, um, no, I can't. Or in, in my case, my husband was having to do a lot of the explaining and trying to explain, no, she can't play tennis, no, she can't teach, no, she can't even text you on the phone because she can't look at a screen. Um, yeah, it changed everything. It was, it changed everything. I, yeah. It was completely disabling. Yeah. Wow. So you're, you, you got multiple MRIs, they're screening for things, they're not finding anything, which is, which is a good thing. Good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, because yeah, you don't want the, the cancer or the MS diagnosis. And so, uh, but there's still, there's still no answer as to why, right. uh, which a lot of people, end up being frustrated with, yes. uh, cause it feels like, yeah, there, there should be an answer. Why? So you're, you're searching. Um, and then what, where did your mind go? You told me it was more like I need, I mean, more of an, a natural option, something different. What had happened was, um, so we had tried the Topamax that wasn't working because of the side effects took me off of that, put me on the, I can't say it pro Propanolol, yeah. Uh, that's the one I was on the longest. Um, for, and that's a blood pressure medication, and I have very low blood pressure, so it made me very, very tired. Um, it helped a little, but not that much. Um, he was ready to put me on antidepressant medication because all of these are known to maybe help. And what had happened was my last visit with him, I was speaking with him, and I said, you know, I just I feel... I, is anything going to work? Because I can't live like this. And he said, well, don't lose hope. He said, we've got um, about 20 other medications we can try. And I had already gone through three or four, and I knew the trials of just trying those and figuring out the side effects and how it was going to affect you. And, and that was miserable. And I thought, okay, 20 more? <laughs> and how long will this take? And, and he said, but let's do this. We can go, you know, um, straight past go and um, – let's get you scheduled for Botox. Yeah. And I had heard about Botox for migraines, but you insurance won't cover it unless you've tried all these other medications. And I, the idea scared me. I mean, toxin is in the name of Botox. So it, I'm like, I, okay. And so I started doing research on that and we had scheduled the appointment and I was reading how you had to do it every three months. And sometimes it works and it usually takes about three sessions, which is nine months away before people really start seeing the effects and then usually it lasts only a couple of years before yeah. it quits working so I just didn't see how that was a viable solution um, 20 shots in your your scalp and your neck and not knowing if it was even going to work and so I started looking for alternative uh, researching on the internet uh, well my husband and I did because I could kind of side eye a phone for about two minutes before I yeah. couldn't look at it anymore and um, chiropractic um, chiropractic, I can't say it, came up, looked at that. That made me a little bit nervous. I've never seen a chiropractor before. Yeah. Um, but in that search, Novera Headache Center came up, and I thought, okay, well, and I started reading that, and so many of the 
just the little bit I read was resonating uh, that I thought, well, they're in the Springs. I live in the Springs and they just happen to be here. So it was a free consult to come in and I called and spoke to Bria and she had me come in and I had a consult. And um, after speaking with the doctor, uh, felt very hopeful, which I hadn't felt in a long time. Very um, nervous to even have hope at that point. But I, t- I said to her, you know, I have this Botox scheduled next week. I said, should I cancel it? Because I really don't want to do it. And she said, I'd, I'd love it if you give me a chance. And I canceled it and yeah. went off of all of my medications, which is probably not the thing you're supposed to do, but I, I just felt so horrible and nothing really helped. And I went, off, I went cold turkey and uh, came in and started coming in twice a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from, from that first interaction, mm-hmm. having a little bit of hope, what, talk us through, like, how, how long did it take before you're like, oh, there's some progress here or there's something here? Um, you know, I was just looking back at my calendar on my phone to see, try and put some dates together. And I came here early January, started coming twice a week. I, I think I started kind of stepping my toes in the water of going out and trying to be social probably about five weeks in, Hmm. um, because I was feeling that much better. Um, it was, yeah. So I'd say about five to six weeks. One of the main problems I was having when I was trying to work was the confusion. I couldn't speak. The slurring had gone. I could say words, but coherently thinking was hard. And yeah. I was trying to just give directions to an office. And sometimes I couldn't even do that correctly and had to repeat myself several times and apologize. And I just remember the first time I got on the phone and was speaking to a client and everything made sense in my head hmm. as I was communicating. And it was like throw a party time. It was, it yeah. was so exciting, so exciting. So that that was my um, first big uh, benchmark in my work. And then I started stepping my toes into playing tennis again with friends. Yeah. Asking them to bear with me and I didn't know what this was going to look like. and. I felt great. It, it just kept progressing in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so having having an, an answer, uh, where where in there was it within a, a visit or two, or within the first couple weeks where you felt like I I have something here. You know, the, even the first consult because she had me lay out on the table mm-hmm. and she said, "I can't promise you this is going to work," but if I can recreate. Uh, that pain, which doesn't sound like a good thing, but if I can recreate it by yeah. manipulating your neck or, or touching your neck in certain ways, then we know that this is a f- physical thing. This is in your structure. Yeah. I'm not going to use the right verbiage. And she pressed a few things, and I just felt it shoot all the way up to the top of my head. And I said, well, that's it. And she said, well, then I really think we can help you. Yeah. And um, it made sense because nothing else the medications, nothing was doing what I had hoped it would do. And uh, I, it, the, the philosophy of something's going on in your neck and which is now creating problems with your nerves, it all made so much more sense than it just happens. Right. And, <laughs> and take, take this medication, sign up for Botox. This uh, is your new life. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> no. Wow. Um, so where are you at? Where are you at today? Where I am today, uh, I am now, I guess what we would call in the maintenance mode. I come in once a month. 
Um, I think that started two months ago. Um, I am, I would say I am 95%, yeah. which is amazing because for months I was at 30% is what I would say if I was lucky. And so I would say I'm 95%. I still have the occasional um, pain or pressure pressure but it's so much more manageable i do my physical exercises therapy exercises every morning every night um i that keeps things in check and when um i feel like things are particularly kind of flaring up the sam's unit yeah (laughs) i i use that and that recreates what you guys do here and really relieves a lot of that and so it's, I can manage this and it's almost gone. Yeah. But it's so far beyond where I was or thought I would be able to get that. I'm just, every time I walk out on a tennis court or I, or we go out to eat or we do, I just, I'm so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'll say praise God. Praise God. Um, and, uh, yeah, your, your story is, it's, it's amazing. Thank you for sharing it. Um, I'm so glad that you are back to those things that, that you love when when we have a patient that comes in we we need to understand why this is important and everyone initially says well because i don't want to be in pain right. but what they really want is you want to play tennis you want to have your health back you want to have your social life you want to look forward to holidays and not have to think is this going to be ruined by my migraine symptoms yeah. and so your story is is what motivates us. And so recording this is for people that are listening, but it's also for us okay. to remind yourself, like, why, you do what why you do. we do what we do, you know? You do a great uh, work. <laughs> yeah, because we, we don't want to forget that or lose sight of that. Um, so thank you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and so <clears throat> I guess what I would say is, is there anything that you would encourage someone, whether – they're, they're kind of in your situation or um, on the fence or what do you have a word specifically for so, like you in October? <laughs> Me in October, I was scared to death. Yeah. Frightened. Um, cried every day, every single day. <clears throat> it's a very emotional thing. And um, you can live your life and you can make the best of it and you try and be positive. But it was very hard yeah. to keep a good attitude and think, well, I'll just get through this because it didn't seem like there was anything that was really going to get me through it. And so I was trying to mentally adjust to my new life of medications and um, arranging everything around it. So um, what I would say to anybody, um, it may not be my circumstance. Like I said, I still haven't met another person who had it hit them this hard, but I do know people who suffer horrendously. And quite frankly, I've been preaching, <laughs> I've been singing your praises to anyone who will listen. Uh, so is my husband. He said, I'm going to send them a dozen, a bouquet of a dozen roses just to say thank you because mm. he lost his wife for a while. The emotional right. toll it takes on your family is very hard. Um, he, he was just caretaking and trying to still do his life and yeah. take care of everything else. Um, it, it's extremely scary. And to have that fear lifted and removed there are still times where i'll get a twinge of something and and i'm not going to lie i panic yeah but that is so few and far between now and i just feel like if things were to get rough if something took a turn for the worse i can come back we can get a little more intensive with the um therapy but i don't think that's going to happen yeah 
Yeah. So the, so the message is, um, don't, don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. There are, options. there is a solution. There, there are options. Yeah. And you don't and have to, you don't have to live like that. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Raina, if, if you came to us and, and we were not that, mm-hmm. uh, we would work to find whatever that is for you. And so, um, where our philosophy is, uh, we don't just send, we, we never send people away and say, well, we don't know what it is. And so it's just your problem now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, when that does happen, uh, we, we figure out what the underlying problem is and how we need to fix that. So, uh, but in your situation, yeah, we're, we're fortunate to be able to come alongside you and help you with that. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, it took you making that step, trusting us with this process. And so we appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story and, and uh, being on the Headache Doctor podcast. Well, thanks for having me. 